the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Garden. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer? Okay, come on out and visit us. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bull Road. Uh, lots of folks out today. little breeze. Uh, those flags are trying to blow, uh, but uh, not too hot. And uh, like I said, lots of folks shopping. You had can- a big rain last night. Uh-huh. I thought of you when that rain was coming down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you think, think about calling me, man? I thought about calling you and telling you it was going to rain. It's raining now. It it even... Uh, if you had to guess, it was a nice it, hard rain. Sharp. <laughs> yeah, oops. There um, we go. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for it even... If it even moistened my patio. Yes, it's... Now the grass, the, the the mud that I have where the grass has died, yeah, it still looked wet this morning. Really? Yeah, but that could have been my imagination, maybe. Yeah. Well, it won't soak in. Yeah, because it's too it's too, too hard to soak in. Oh, really? Soil is. Uh, oh, the soil is. I well, thought it, you meant the rain was. <laughs> but it, no. it also, uh, if you had uh, the grasses and the weeds are all died and it's just a laying so, over it's almost like a, a mulch layer yeah and it's uh re, it just rejects that that little bit of water that we saw oh i got you 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867 but it was nice to see the water pour off the roof yeah uh and uh you had enough to pour off absolutely the roof? yeah it was it was heavy and it probably rained for five minutes Go ahead, Ed. A while ago, you said 30 I seconds. I, I, I exaggerated negatively. <laughs> but, yeah, it was probably maybe, okay, we'll say four minutes. Does that make you feel better? Yeah. Okay, good. Four minutes, but uh, very hard. But, yeah, not enough to, to do much. They when did, I, when I went out later that night, to, we had to go run somewhere. It, it already dried. The streets were already dry. and so <laughs> They didn't, did they you didn't get have some, a, a flood alert, did they? I don't know. Maybe. I didn't want people... Driving across the low water crossings. I don't know. Trace, did the creek fill up at all? Oh, what happened? Oh, you okay, it got broke again. All right. <laughs> that happens uh, all the time. The answer you, is. You want to wear half of that for a minute so you can hear? No. Okay, I'll fix it. <laughs> uh, we had maybe four drops. Oh, there my. you oh, go. Wow. That's what Milton had. I had four minutes worth five, of drops. Five at the best. <laughs> okay. But they were. You have and to, I had to run around to get those. Yeah, yeah, you have to admit, though, that they were big drops. Right? Big drops. Uh, uh, almost knocked me out. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got a question for you. Uh-oh. Uh, is there a fusillade product, post, or over-the-top, or 
uh, we uh, grass be gone uh, that is labeled for use in ve- on vegetables. Over the top is the only one that's labeled for that I carry that's labeled for vegetables. Do, is it still available? Yeah. Okay. I don't carry much. I mean, I, I carry maybe one or two bottles at a time. If I sell it, I reorder. Okay. Over the top. Pretty sure that's the variety. Okay. All right. Uh, but we do carry Grass Be Gone, which is the same thing that's not listed that way. Right. And we also carry uh, the Concentrate. And I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Post? Uh, uh, Vantage, maybe? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so that, that's also a Concentrate of the same thing, not listed for vegetables. Okay. And if it's not on the label, I can't say that's right. That's safe. You can but say it, it but, but you it shouldn't a, say it. It is the same ingredient, <laughs> I will say that. All right, oh, well, yeah. While Trace gets his headphones on now, we will go to Orlando on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Orlando, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What's going on today? Well, thank you, and that is the number I dial. So I, I've got <laughs> Thank you. You, you're, you. You got us, man. What's going okay, on? Okay, so... Uh, so I went to Milburgh's about uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer, back in December, and I bought I bought a uh, I bought a peach tree. It was a La Feliciana or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, one of, oh one my of our goodness! It is, it's pear. Oh, yeah, oh my goodness! Peach, it, it, it just it just bore fruit about two weeks ago. It is the most wonderful peach I have ever eaten in my entire life. Barricade Extension Service highly recommends that particular variety. Well, he, and you had a, a lucky year because yeah. as good as it is. Oh, I thought it, it was. It, I, I well, thought it was not everybody dead. had I mean, a good luck because it uh, the wi- the, had to go through those two the, Februarys. Yeah. Well, the, the winter hit. The winter hit, and it turned. It turned. I thought it died because it was there was not a leaf on it, and it was this bright red color. And I'm like, is it dead? No, <laughs> no, it's not dead. Maybe, maybe it'll come back. And then uh, I, I did the research you guys recommended, and found out it was a nice time to trim it. And so I trimmed it, and when it came out, oh my goodness, it was so beautiful. But I, but I have two quick questions for you. Uh, one, one first question is, will Will the fruit come back again, or is this like a once-a-year kind of crop for the fruit, and I could just wait wait till after the winter? That's the first question. Yeah. And then the second question is, I have these tiny, tiny little things that look like ants, but they're not everywhere. There's, they, I picked them off like one fruit maybe out of 20, had, had a couple of these little teeny ants. Is this something I need to protect from? And, you know, I, I can hang out on or, or I can take it off the air, but uh, thank you guys so much. Wait a minute. Are those, are those fruit, little fruit peaches? Hang on, Orlando. Don't go anywhere. Okay, I'm here. Good, the, good, good. Are the little fruit peaches, little bitty peaches? They're on oh the peach goodness, tree? Oh, my goodness. No, they're full-blown. They're probably three to four inches in diameter. Well, it's not. If so, But Jerry's trying to determine are the... The little ant-like uh, insects are they actually on fruit, or is it? Oh yeah, other? they're on. They're on. They're on. They're on the fruit that I pulled off the tree. That's not. It's not unusual if they're uh, they're getting ripe, or if they've had any. If you got any that have uh, insect penetrations or wounds, you you quite often will get some 
ants there, you know, helping the whatever did the uh, damage harvest. But it doesn't sound like it's uh, too serious. So answer the first question. It's done for the year. Once you've picked the last peach, that's all you're going to get until next year. And okay. in my mind, in my mind, answer the cleanup crew. That's right. <laughs> so if there's any issue with a peach, whether it's it's already been penetrated by a bird or something like that, they're going to find the opening and they're going to be there. They're thirsty. I'm very so very, thirsty very, too. Very seldom are the ants the actual problem. Yeah, right. They are the repercussion of another issue. They're thirsty. Yeah, so I you're got, in good shape. Now, uh, thank you. I, I love my tree. Have you been able to keep uh, keep it watered this this summer? Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. So what, what I did was I put a um, I put a hose that goes directly. It's, got, it's on a timer, and uh, I I the hose is going directly to the tree. You know the grass the grass is going to die. Okay, whatever. Sorry, thanks, grass. But but I love my tree, so my, my tree is getting <laughs> oh. water. Well, it sounds like you're doing everything right. So I'm going to make one further thing. Um, don't settle for just one peach tree. You'll get better production with a buddy. And what would y'all do with it? Techstar or Florida Prince? Florida or Florida, Florida King. King. Yeah, Florida King. Uh, so don't, don't settle for just one. Get, get a buddy for cross-pollinization and everything will be better. Well, you know, I I did that. I went to I went back to Millburgers and I brought I bought his brother, and I planted <laughs> it about seven or eight, maybe ten feet away from it on the other side of the sidewalk, so I can make like a path. So when you come into the house, you grab a peach on the way in. There's like a path that you go through, like an arch. It's very uh, nice. So now, what, now, what? You, now you got two. Now you need a third. <laughs> so what's it, what's his oh, brother's name? <laughs> What, what, okay. I, what variety I know what was the brother? brother? Yeah, yeah, La, La Feliciana was the one, and I don't remember what the other one was, but uh, uh, it was one of those that was labeled at uh, at Millburgers as being um, sweet and juicy. So I said, "Well, okay, I don't remember, I don't remember La Feliciana's name." So at the time, I just I picked something that was lovely and well, it's, if and it's a brother, branches. if it's a brother, La Feliciana, they can't they can't crossbreed, can they? No. Well, that, uh, help. that would be uh, incest. Oh yes, it would. Thank be. You, okay, it would be. Let's, <laughs> I'm, I'm flip the coin. Brothers came right cross day. brothers. Well, let's not go any further. Uh, yeah. This has been a, a great horticultural story <laughs> up, up until. The, yeah. Thank you, Orlando. Well, that that's really oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's good, good to hear. Yeah, that's good to hear. Great report. You Thank know where that's from, don't you, Milton? Thank you, Orlando. Well, you Louisiana. Oh, where is that from? Lo- that's that's the Louisiana tree. Yeah, that's all right. Louisiana tree. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Well, obviously Trace is on the porch with us. Trace, what's going on here at Millburgers? So, just getting ready for vegetable season again. So we oh, good. A wonderful selection of uh, tomatoes, and that needs to be done pretty quick. So if you haven't planted your fall crop of tomatoes, if you haven't pulled out your spring crop, pull them out, buy some more for fall, and these are the recommended varieties, and they should all have time to produce if you can get them in quick enough. Oh, yeah. The, uh, when I was over there the other day, they had some uh, uh, the, the cherry. Uh, they didn't have 968, but they had... Uh, 
the the new shit chair. Oh dear. Uh, I wish you hadn't looked at me. Ruby Crush. Yeah, Ruby Crush. Crush. There's, I think there's Ruby Crush on the table. Yeah. And there, and there's the uh, 100, the cherry, cherry 100s over there, too. Which we, I mean, it's not our, <laughs> it's not our favorite. Well, but there's, uh, a lot of people have enjoyed that. It, it's it been does, out for quite a while. It does produce well. Oh, yeah, it produces a lot of fruit, but yes. it's, it's small fruit. But not as small as uh, cherry... One thousand or one million or whatever. Well, and there's some uh, there's some unexpected ones over there too. <laughs> Phoenix, uh, early girl. Uh, the from, early girl over there. Yeah, there it is. Good. A lot of a lot of people want to plant that's, early girl. That's a name that's been around a long time. Oh yeah. And uh, of course, tycoon and red deuce. Um, oh, celebrity. Celebrity. Yeah. And uh, is the fish over there? Yes, yes, it is. It is. Red snapper. <laughs> and and also uh, the uh, chair, uh, the rodeo tomato this year, 2255. Oh, good. That's there. And then my my favorite. <laughs> the one you can't remember? Uh, yeah. Valley cat. Valley cat. Uh, uh, what does it mean, Ch- the, uh, Trace? The label has a beefsteak. Valley cat on it. What does is there any I'm going significance? Assume, I'm going to assume Peterson ran out of uh, valley cat tags, and they had those, and so they hand wrote on them. Oh, okay. That, that's a guess. I don't know if it's right. They ran out. I didn't order. I didn't order beefsteak, so they ran out of seed and what? No, they ran out of tags. Tags. Oh. So is it a beefsteak or a valley cat? Uh, it'd have to be valley cat because I ordered valley cat. Oh, good. Good. Okay. That's what Calvin wants. I so would, I wouldn't order beef steak for the yep. yeah, yeah. For spring or fall. I wouldn't order beef steak. <laughs> about these are and why is that? Because there's a it's reason. It's a big tomato, and something silly is going to happen before you get to pick it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and thought they didn't like the weather too much either. Are these are these are, are pints? They are four and a half, so it's pretty close to a pint. Yeah, two ninety five piece bag. They look, two, look really good. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. And no gallons yet? A few in there. No, and well, I guess I'll know more tomorrow because they didn't fax me an availability again. Okay. Hey, does a tax-free weekend impact any of our potential shoppers here? Mm, keep some of them elsewhere if uh, they're shopping elsewhere. So we already had our tax-free weekend. Oh, did that was uh, like uh, early like summer? Six or eight weeks ago, something okay. like that. Okay. I couldn't remember. I thought you'd brought it up, something. What else? Are, so do you have any veggies coming in that you want to tell well, I, us about? I, w- I cannot answer that question because okay. my facts did not come in. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I got beans and squash and cucumbers. Oh, we've and, had some squash questions. Well, and we've got a, isn't uh, David going to do a presentation? I believe next, next weekend. Week, yeah. yeah. No, the 20th. Not this Saturday, but a week from the Saturday. The following, okay. Oh, by then I might even have cold weather vegetables. Oh, good. That's right. It's getting close. Yeah. September. Maybe the cold weather will happen even. Yeah, September. <laughs> Can you order the weather with the plant? I did. Why do you think you're not sweating right now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they said it was supposed to be warmer today than it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was pretty pleasant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice breeze out here at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was very pleasant. <laughs> No, it's surprising, and again, it is breezy. We can we can see the wind coming from the south, but about ten or eleven, it starts to change. But still nice out here. The bumblebees bumbling. <laughs> and uh, if you're into the into the butterflies, of course, we got uh, the milkweed, and we got lots of nice lantanas, lots of choices. 
and uh, uh, porterweed, that, that uh, attractive red. And uh, there's even a couple. It looks like for a while there was a couple of purples, but maybe they're gone now. No, there's a couple. I see two. Okay. And uh, Miss Flower, they're still... Yeah, there's yeah, a uh, yeah. pretty good chunk of it. Yeah. So uh, the butter, the selection of butterfly plants. And these these are blooming or near blooming. So, you, you know, a day after you put them in the garden, they're going to be doing their job providing nectar for the butterflies. And what what have we seen here, Milton, so far? We've seen uh, giant swallowtails. We saw uh, golf fritillaries, and we saw queens yeah. just this morning. You here. said it wasn't a... Uh, here at the Millbury. So, Milton, I do not discriminate. Every, butterfly. every butterfly is welcome uh, here. Oh, look at the pretty uh, uh, perennial hibiscus that they have with the stripes, the pink and the white. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like that. Is that Lord or Lady Baltimore? Oh, Okay. And then the ones with the, uh, you, if you've listened for the past couple of weeks, you've heard us talk about the ones that have the uh, the reddish foliage. Mm-hmm. I, uh, think, I think they're neat. Yeah, they are, and there are a few of them left, like uh, literally less than three. There's more on the other side. Oh, are there? Okay, good. Good. Of that one, not not of the, I think the flare, that's probably, might be it. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's three flare. I count. And you've heard Jerry say that those are hard to get, so. Well, Trace, it looks like the... Uh, Pride of Barbados, too. There's a number of new plants. They're really uh, vigorous plants in full. Look, uh, what are they in three-gallon containers? Huh? Well, there's multiple there. So, uh, yes, there's some three-gallon, and there's also some eight-inch pots. And believe it or not, as short as the eight-inch pots are, they're still blooming. Blooming up a storm, huh? Now, that's a, that's another pl- uh, plant that will uh, bring in the butterflies. And there's Duranta here, t- uh, too. Uh, another one that we've uh, kind of missed for the last two years. It took it tough times with the freezes, but it's, it's coming back, uh, recovering, and it's it's a hard hard to beat as a nectar source. I don't know which is prettier, the bloom or the berry. Yeah, well, <laughs> you get you, the good news is you get to enjoy both, and uh, the wildlife enjoys both too. Well, listen, we're going to take a, a quick uh, break here. 210-308-8867 is our number. Call us, and uh, you got lots of folks here to answer your gardening questions at 210-308-8867. I may even take a stab at it. And then you've got lots of folks that can correct me uh, at 210-308-8867. When we stop, laugh, when we stop laughing? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. All right, we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Going to get right back to the phone lines in just a second. But first, I get to tell you about tree hugger sprinklers. Listen, this uh, time of, uh, or this season, if you will, is uh, you got to be more efficient, more effective with the watering. You got to uh, make sure you're uh, doing it well and make sure that um, you're uh, watering well, too, because uh, there's a lot of stress on those trees. And the tree hugger sprinkler uh, just came out this year. I talked to the owner on the Thursday, uh, and they're being sold gangbusters. They are really uh, so popular because they do such a great job. I want you to come to Millburgers, or you can go to HEB, too. They have them there, and uh, you can check them out. And when you see them, you're going to go, okay, just a sprinkler. What's he talking about? Get a little closer. Closer, 
and you'll see that it's got this hinge. It opens up, wraps around the tree, or hugs it, and then closes <laughs> it. And then you can sounds like a rattlesnake. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. hug. Yeah, hug. And closing around you. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but then you can turn the water on just You should have just laughed, Milton. Uh, okay, let me yeah. try again. You want to say it again? No. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> um, and uh, then turn it on just a little bit, and it goes and waters the root ball, or turn it on a lot, and it gets down or gets that uh, uh, drip line. Three sizes, 7-inch, 11-inch, and 15-inch uh, water uh, tree hugger sprinklers. And uh, you'll find them, like I said, right here at Millburg. Too. So uh, check them out. Come visit us, and uh, you'll like it. A lot of folks do. That's the Tree Hugger Sprinklers. You can find more about them at treehuggersprinkler.com. Sarah is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Sarah, how can we help you today? Why are my biscuits leaves yellow? Yeah. Why are your what? Which leaves? A biscuit. Hibiscus? Yes. Okay. What kind of hibiscus? Do you know? No. When they weren't yellow, were they a deep uh, dark green or a light green? Is that a fair question? Okay. And do they have shiny leaves? They were dark green before they turned yellow. Okay. They have shiny leaves, right? Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, leaves are turning yellow, did she say? Yes, she did, and she wants to know why. Uh, at, this, at this time of the year, with all this infra- thing, all that heat is happening, uh, I would say you've let it dry out somewhere sometime. Is it in a container? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. It, it dried out accidentally too much, and uh, that's when it, they shed a little bit of leaves. Uh, do you see any new growth on it at the top? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then <laughs> Sarah's being coached. This is great. <laughs> uh, then uh, just just so be sure you keep it watered. Uh, sometimes if it's in a large enough container, you might have to water it uh, uh, twice a day. Uh, Kevin and I were talking yesterday about the possibility of recommending to uh, use the little bowls under the... Is that what they call them, bowls? Yeah, saucer bowls. Saucers, yeah, Yeah. saucers under the plants to keep them from drying out so fast. But the good good news is when they're in a container, the the soil is so well-drained, you really can't overwater them. Uh Uh-uh. Especially when it's 100 degrees (laughs) out there. So just just keep them watered and uh, real well, and they'll uh, re rebloom uh, probably this fall when the temperature is cool. But remember what Jerry said about if uh, you probably you might want to water them every day for a while and uh, see how that turns out. I I think it'll do. It'll be good for them. It'll bring them back from where they were. Sarah, does that help? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. There, I told you. And will you call us back and tell us how they uh, they perk up? What, what's your homework <laughs> yeah. assignment? So you're going to water them how often? Every day. 
Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Good work. Yeah. We can quit now. We, we, <laughs> we've, we've influenced one person. If, if we just influence one person a day. There you go. Thank you, Sarah. Call us back, okay? Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. I don't think she wanted to be on the radio. Man. Oh, no. Oh. I think she did. Why? Oh, he's teasing. Oh, oh I didn't <laughs> understand. Was, yeah, she was pretty vivacious. I like the little, the little voice in the background. It's the one that I asked, like, what did you ask? Are they, like, in a container? Yes. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Sarah, you did great. 210-308-8867, the number for you to call in. Uh, we don't care how old you are. <laughs> uh, I think Sarah's probably one of our younger callers this weekend. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. Remember I said I had one prepared? Yeah. I know. Us. It makes you nervous. All right. You're lucky we didn't leave. <laughs> the so it, rumor has it we're in a drought really uh-huh uh, we talked a little bit about that yesterday but it occurred to me and i brought this for you oh what is that Read. oh what is a drought? okay well i don't have to i i, I know we are uh, oh so, so okay. this, you convinced? this is an opportunity though we can see the glass the ground is half full or half empty um and it was as driving around, I still saw a lot of things that were blooming up a storm. Yeah. So this is a pretty rough year. So I was going to ask you guys what you've seen that is a kind of indication of, you know, being a great plant for South Texas, no matter how tough the weather gets in terms of dryness or heat. Well, your crepe myrtle. Uh-huh. Is, uh, it's, it's going great. Well, yeah, and it uh, as long as it gets water, it, it can put up with that limited uh, re- reservoir that we have here, you know. And so, so they they're not overwhelming, but they they look good. They do look good. Gold Star Esperanza. I see them when I'm walking the dog. Everybody in the neighborhood seems to have one. Uh, so I would say that was a. Uh, you remember what I used to say, Milton? What? About that about uh, Texas superstars? Yeah, we they got to do well in a desert or yeah, or a uh, yeah, and uh, to pick them out, we w- went to hell to see what. Oh, we're for doing. Esperanzas, that's right. <laughs> Literally, and, the city of uh, Laredo. Okay. Oh, that but, wasn't what I. But thought. now the, I thought the, you like went to hell, Texas, or something. <laughs> no, they. Uh, does that, Laredo get kind of hot and dry? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they, I think they had something wrong with the thermometer there for the longest time. But no. then they put a thermometer in Catula, Another, which is even hotter no. than Laredo. Another plant that I think has been pretty spectacular yeah. is uh, the Vincus. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Not You know, it's not, not at, as high on the list as my... Zinnias, but I I think in terms of weather like this, the vinca is probably oh, yeah. easy, um, easier. I mean, it's easier for the vinca to perform in this weather than a zinnia. Mm-hmm. A zinnia, yeah. you talk about water and having to water every day. That's for sure. For someone like me that forgets to water, the thing I like about the the uh, vinca is it's very forgiving. So when you come home and you go, oh no, I forgot to water, and you go water. Yeah, it's and all shriveled up. It and just look, it look, leaves yeah, are small, shriveled. It, it's crying. If it had water, <laughs> it would cry. Uh, but yeah, it just and then you water it, and it it, it almost seems like a few minutes later, it's perked up and it's oh, it's yeah. ready to go again and blooming. Yeah, 
It's uh, so it's very forgiving, which I need. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Mexican Bird of Paradise looks great around town. Yeah. I see a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. As and, long as they're water and fire. Oh, okay. They and firebush. Yeah, the firebush. Yeah. I mentioned the library, so so we can consider those to have a. Uh, that was a good idea, Milton. Uh-huh. You come up with some of the greatest. The sarcasm ideas. is thick with you. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, what, you know we ought to name some of those plants superstar plants. We should, because that's what you do say. They need to survive in the desert or in the. Uh, what's the other one? Swamp. The swamp. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but that's that bush morning glory. Yeah. Okay. And that, that hibiscus has, is kind of that way too. Yeah. What is? Oh, the hibiscus kind oh, of. Oh yeah. Yeah, swamp or desert, and as long as it's got a reasonable amount of uh, water. Yeah. It uh, does all right. In the neighborhood uh, where I live, in the uh, bougainvillea have started blooming again, and look <laughs> real good. It's gotten to the age it's ready to bloom again. Huh? What's that? It's gotten to the age that it's getting ready to bloom again. Yeah, yeah. Well, it started blooming. For a while, like ours, we have a little hanging basket. It was just, meh, I don't want to. It's too hot. <laughs> but now it's uh, now it's blooming, which is nice. I'm trying to think of what else I've seen around the... Uh, well, you know, the, the, uh, the neat thing about... I haven't seen a lot of lantana. Boogie. I don't know why. <laughs> Could just be me. Yeah, that's what it is. Because Lantana should like this. It should oh, be okay yeah, with this. Yeah. Well, as long, but again, it takes a minimum amount of water. Uh, I had, uh, well, my my son had come had visited, and he, his idea, uh, he got in league with my wife, and uh, she likes manicured. So, let's clear it all out of there. You know, it's grass and trees. That's what. Mm. They, and so. Uh, Stacy did that and uh, took out a lot of the uh, bush lantanas, and they have come back now. And uh, it just uh, kind of illustrates uh, how well they respond oh, to this yeah. this yearly uh, pruning that you yeah. talk about. If you if you if you gotta give them a little water, and you prune them. All the old old uh, foliage out of there, they really do respond. Almost looks like the the wonderful plants we've got here at Millburgers. When you've got them, when you do that every every year or every two years. Yeah. I saw a sad thing this morning. Mm. You know, I've got kittens on my back patio. No, this isn't going to be another story about a dove, is it? <laughs> a what? Another dove story? No, no, no. no. Okay. Dove story. Want to hear that again? No. <laughs> Laura but, understood that story perfectly. She it, said, yeah, the cat was hungry because it didn't kill the dog. Uh, <laughs> it just played with it to death. So go ahead and tell your story. But sense anyway, the, uh, I looked out on the patio, and uh, I've got water bowls out there. And I forgot to fill them yesterday. Oh, man. And the little kitten was licking the bottom of a dry water oh, bowl. Oh, I hope you went and got water pretty quickly. I, did, I just yelled out the door. Get away. Fool. There's no water in there. Yeah. No, I, right. I filled them up and the bird bath and everything else. Oh, that was nice of you. I kept two jugs of water in the in the house. Oh, all, did you fill it up with, so you don't have to do the to, hose and stuff? That's yeah, smart. to fill it up. But, oh, good. Uh, that was sad. Well, I'm glad lick, you fixed lick, it. Licking the bottom of the dry bowl. It's, it's, it, well, you see, you you see that, uh, that is. in deer, with neighborhoods with deer, too. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, where folks, 
If it's r- raining on a regular basis, the people don't have to refill their their deer troughs. Mm-hmm. But in this kind of weather, oh yeah, the only water that's getting in there is the one they put in the in the hose. And then you, if you in my neighborhood, you drive around a long block, and there's quite a few of them that aren't any water in there. But the good news is they just the deer just keep moving in these big groups until they find the one where the water is, and then they're, they're waiting in line to get at it. There you go. But, oh. uh, but uh, I also ran across the site that uh, the uh, pound, the dog pound, pet, the pound that takes in the dogs, yeah. has having a record number of pets brought in, and most a lot of them are being euthanized, has to be euthanized. Because there's so, there's so many, they're, they're overflowing because of the drought, the drought weather and everything. They, okay. Uh, yeah. Where did you hear this? <laughs> I saw it online. Okay. And in, in fact, they've got pictures of all the dogs, and when they're they're. You, You like that guy? I, I know you did that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. a, I want to get some of those uh, spikes, you know, that to put a leash use and throw across the road to blow out the tires. No. <laughs> I've got to tr- try to time he, that guy. I think that motorcycle just makes circles. No. <laughs> just to, just to bother you. Well, it's working. Didn't have that problem until I got hearing aids. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, yeah, that, uh, everything is suffering from this this heat and drought. But uh, people are have, uh, uh, seems like people are uh, inclined to uh, well, drop dogs off in neighborhoods that where there's apparent you know apparent sympathy for them, uh-huh. and uh, so that's that's what's happening in our in our neighborhood too. Yeah. And you, you don't, you know, you don't know exactly what's the best strategy. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8867. Blue Plumbago is uh, is uh, doing well too, um, but it's weird. It's not as tall as it has been. Is that you think that's a function of the heat? I think so. And okay. Because it's in the, it's in partial sun, mostly shade, like ninety percent shade, but it's blooming. Well, most but it's just uh, about a foot tall. A lot of us, though, that have blue bumbago, we kind of uh, expect it to be independent, and you don't. You maybe water it once a month or so, and if uh, that's all you watered it in this kind of weather, then you do have a smaller size. You get you got some blooms, but it's not. You'd have to be watering it once a week to get a full full potential and some a little more size mm-hmm. out of it. But it does look good, uh, it, uh, and uh, as long as it gets gets a little water, it uh, can deal with this 100-degree heat, too. Hey, by the way, uh, to uh, just piggyback before we go to break, um, I did an interview uh, with Animal Care Services on our In the Loop show for today, and uh, we did talk a little bit about the opportunities uh, for you to help with the pet population and become a foster uh, and 
with for for cats or kittens or for puppies or, or full-grown dogs. A foster is you don't keep it, right? Uh, foster is, yeah, you keep it at the, your home for a temporary amount of time. Or if yeah, you, temporary. If you're a foster fail, it uh, means you adopt it. We were a foster fail with our dog, B. Oh. We were fostering, and then we, we, we learned to like her. She was okay. <laughs> Uh, but uh, and also you can. This is kind of cool too. You can do a little thing they call. Um, oh, what was it? Um, I can't remember the name of it. Where you go in, and like if you want to just take a dog uh, for an hour or two to your home, uh, or to the park, or just out and about with you, uh, you can do that too. Uh, and then you just pick them up and bring them back, which yeah. which helps the dog get socialized. <laughs> and uh, makes it more likely they get adopted. So there's lots you can do. Uh, and you just go online to Animal Care Services San Antonio, and you can see them, as well as the do- pictures of the dogs and cats up for adoption. Oh, yeah, they got yeah. hundreds of pictures. Yep, they do. Hundreds. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. Back after this on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. I'm Milton Glick. We're live at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I'm going to tell you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control because, like I said yesterday, if it's bugging you, Spider-Man, Warren Remy over there can help you get rid of it. And that doesn't really, you know, a wide variety of different things, from animals in the attic to ants in the cupboard to uh, fleas outside or in the house. Spider-Man will help you get rid of it. They've been doing it since 1976. And I'm going to recommend you uh, go check out the uh, the reviews for Spider-Man and Warren Remy. And you'll see uh, that you'll see some of those people who have given reviews um, and said how long they've been with Spider-Man. Oftentimes, he is the last pest control company people get because he does the job right when other companies just come in and maybe they spray. And then two weeks later, the problem is back again. Uh, And it's frustrating. I heard of a a restaurant that was like that, and they got hold of Spider-Man. And when I told them that I knew Warren Remy and Spider-Man, they were like... They, they were thrilled to tell his story. So uh, check him out online, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Say hi to Marilyn, say hi to Warren, and I think you'll like working with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. All right, our number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, it's 866-308. 8867. Uh, you were answering a question off the air. What was she looking for? Oh, she was uh, looking in for an Uber, right? No, no Mealy something. Mealy Sage? Mealy Cup. Yeah, Mealy, Mealy Cup, cup says, Yeah, and we don't, we usually don't have, have it, right but we don't have any now. Why is, but uh, is Mary it? was talking about uh, Harry Dubler. Dubler? Dubler? Henry Dubler. As another selection. He's passed. Was, that's exactly yeah. what I was looking at. And then the, the, the one I liked a is long time ago. really a, a discipline. So, yeah, I always yeah. think of it as soldiers yeah. in a role. Mm-hmm. That uh, is, a, is another a good one. But uh, salvias are uh, the, the blue salvias that uh, bloom in the summer and the fall are a pretty outstanding, outstanding plant, too. They're just like the, uh, like our lantanas. This the, in the fall they get to be a real popular nectar source. Yeah, and we, 
uh, if you cut them back, uh, I had planted some out at a growers in town here, and I planted them both sides of his uh, entryway. And I said, all right, when these go out of bloom, they have 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 don't don't have as many bloom. Cut them to the ground, and let the other one, other side bloom. Then when it, by the time it blooms out of bloom, you the ones that you cut back will be blooming again, and uh, that works. But if people would cut them back, but people won't cut them back because you're not going to kill them. Yeah, they. Uh, some of them, well, this is another, another plant that's really drought tolerant, but and it'll have a minimum amount of bloom even if you're not watering it well, but it really re- responds better to a little watering. Oh, and yeah. This is another one, if you can water it once a week, it's going to really uh, look good and it's going to, uh, but it'll, you, you'll, it'll be hard to believe that there's we're in a drought if uh, it gets yeah. once a week water. Yeah, a lot of people say, well, in a dry, a way to avoid a problem in the drought is to plant natives, native plant. Well, <laughs> they might live through it, but they're not going to bloom or grow or be productive. Well, that's why I asked my question, was you can see what's living and blooming through the drought right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, everything you named there does better with water. Well, if you expect a blooming, vigorous plant, even though it's, it survives, yeah. uh, you're going to have to give it a little uh, yeah. separate water. Well, but a lot of gardeners that make decisions that are not ba- uh, not based on immediate blooms, they're based on long-term survival. And that's fine that... Uh, They'll, they'll uh, native. Most of the native plants will survive through a, a series of weather days like we've had. They're just not going to be spectacular blooms like they might have otherwise. Yeah. So, is Esperanza considered native? Or, or mm, no? Uh, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Is a lot of well, the it things. Depends, it depends on who you who's defining native. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's native to southern Mexico or northern Mexico, what used to be New Mexico, here, uh, if the landscape's out there. And uh, the vacant lots out there, almost every vacant lot out there had a a, a seedling Esperanza growing on it with no water because there was no house there. And... uh, of course, they they weren't blooming very much, but uh, when they, when they do when it does rain out there, which is real seldom, uh, they'll bloom. So uh, it it was it was amazing to me how it was on all those vacant lots and not planted. Huh. All right, two one zero. Oh, sorry, two one zero three zero eight. You say I never give the number out enough. That's right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And the cool thing is, too, she's watering those vincas. And I can remember when um, y'all used to say not to water them over the top like she's watering them. Well, they're going to dry out so fast. 
I mean, oh, it's not going to matter. But no. Even with the era of photographer, yeah, it's time. almost September. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's more standing water. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, gosh, it's quite a the situation has really changed. With since, the Cora series? With the Cora, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, how many years was that? Just six or seven years ago? I wonder ago. when the Cora series came out. Um, it's on plantanswers.com. Is it? Okay, I'm going to look it up. Look up for Vinca. Periwinkle. All right. Uh, speaking of, of Cora, uh, I, I uh, reconnected with uh, Larry Barnes, who's reti- retired. Oh, he's just retired? Yeah. Whew, that was close. No, he's not gone yet, I don't think. Okay, good. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he was the one that planted that... Uh, Planted that uh, planting of, of what supposedly phenophor uh, resistant varieties. Everybody was claiming they had a resistant variety, so he planted them all in a randomized replicated form uh, out, out there, and then sprayed them all with aerial photopher spores and killed every one of them except one variety. And that's Cora. where Cora came okay. from. But uh, he's picking up on some, even though he's retired. Uh, I think when you're an extension, you never retire. People are, are losing some Coras. Oh, no. Aerial Photophora. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, we, we, uh, when I heard that, uh, we, we put some more out at Forest Appleton, who did the original plant testing on Cora, and uh, he he lost them in, in one of his beds out there. Seemed like there were certain colors. See, you have one that's purely, uh, totally resistant to aerophotophora, the disease that kills them. And so that, but it's only one color. It was white. So they wanted to get that resistance into different colors, which they've done, obviously by our tables out here. But in the, in the crossing, they lose some resistance genes. So that's what's happened. That's why they've come out with that one labeled. Uh, Highly resistant. Yeah. Uh, H. H- <laughs> w. Uh, yeah. What is it? <laughs> but anyway, uh, we, we get some oh, out no. here. VR. Oh, no. Very. H- H- HRV. Yeah. Highly resistant variety. Yeah. 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 Good going, Milton. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Mine like a steel trap. Uh, yeah. yeah. A little rusty. But <laughs> yeah. A little rusty. <laughs> hey. It's not always spring, right? But, <laughs> but anyway, uh before Cora, you know, that that plant was practically off the market. Vinca. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I remember y'all uh, giving cautious uh, instructions on getting them. Be sure not to get them after this time, and then water by hand and water yeah. at well, the roots. I remember uh, examples of uh, folks that had, with their hose, had sprayed into the bed. You know, and you could, when you went to check, you could see the exact 
place where the water uh, came oh, on the top and yeah. killed, killed every one of them right in the, <laughs> the, the spray. Yeah. Exactly. It was just amazing. But uh, we had, when Cora first came out, they had a bed planted over to our wholesale plant uh, supplier. And in a bed out there, and they got leaned over the uh, the pl- planting bed. It was outlined by bricks, but uh, and got in the standing water after they would water, and it killed them all out out in that water, back to the bricks uh, border. So uh, they were very sensitive to water. That's why we said, or the pathologists came up with the idea not to plant them until after June 1st. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been selling Vicora Vinca oh here since March yeah. at least. So uh, people love Vinca mainly because the beer, the deer, stupid deer won't eat them. Yeah, if you start getting those reports, then. Yeah, there's your hummingbird. Now, what is he on? Is that firebush? No, that's a new. What is that? New, uh, I think they, I think uh, Mary called it ghost ghost plant or ghost plant. Yeah. Okay. Four, but I don't didn't recognize it. Almost, almost looks like a honeysuckle type plant. Yeah, or, right. or a, a, a firebush with or. Yeah, the, bush with, the, uh, the leaves look different from the fire bush, but the oh, spider yeah. mites. The blooms, oh, okay, yeah. The blooms look a little, very similar. It's not as bushy. I mean, we have, if you look on the right-hand side of your radio, yeah. look look right there. Okay, as, yeah. As you're listening, uh, you can see the fire bush that we have over by the crepe myrtle, and it's, uh, it's even the one gallons are big and bushy. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Just a couple minutes before we get you caught up with the news. Uh, um, Anything you want to bring up in that couple minutes? Yeah, I have a a question about the Calvin and the Monarchs. Oh, dear. Uh, He he talked about uh, are the Monarchs attracted, just lay their eggs, or are they attracted to the flower? And then uh, laid it on the leaves. Oh, yeah, that, it's a it's a uh, very popular nectar source. Okay. For not only monarchs, but for yeah. honey, hummingbirds and other butterflies, queens, of course. And but would you, if you if you cut the flower off, you still would, got the, the foliage. Yeah. Would it? Why? Because the the caterpillars have to eat the foliage. I know, but if you cut the flower off and don't uh, don't attract the uh, butterflies or any other pollinating no, insect, the would the pollinate would the butterflies still lay their eggs on the foliage? Yes. All right. They go. They are attracted to the uh, to the foliage. Now the okay. The, the timing, though. Wonder if they can smell it. Well, we will find out in just a moment. <laughs> We're going to get you caught up with the news, <laughs> and uh, we'll be back in a moment. 
We're live here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. And uh, don't forget, you can learn more about the events that are coming up at Mill Burgers, as well as those sale items by going to millburgernursery.com. Back in a moment on 930 a.m. We're back with Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And we welcome you to come on out and ask your gardening question in person. Or you can call us at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. During the break, Calvin said something interesting. Did he? I missed yeah. it. Yeah. What was it? Oh, did you want to know what it was? <laughs> Sorry, Calvin. Just giving you a hard time. Um, no, you were talking about the butterflies like orange. Is it mostly preferred? So It seems to be. I don't know. You know, I didn't make a study of it, but... Uh, <laughs> But I, w- I was mentioning that uh, when you look at resource books for butterflies, quite often they'll they'll identify which colors of blooms are the favorite of this particular breed of butterflies, and quite often orange is is one of those. But but it's uh, quite different from butterfly species to butterfly species. I was always I'm always trying to look at uh, you know my cut flower garden with the zinnias and everything yeah I trying to I can never I n- really never see any distinct uh, preference uh, maybe there maybe there is some but uh, you know the some some of them go to yellow and some of them even white um, what do you think about the um, I think you know I, I'm thinking uh, orange is probably the Orange and red are probably the most popular. It's like a burnt orange, like yeah, kind of. Well, like a oh, okay, like a milkweed orange or a poinciana orange. All right. The uh, what about hummingbirds? Do you think hummingbirds have a preference? Was, this don't. is the first time you've talked about color as related to pollinators. Um, let's see. What are their favorite? Well, I don't. Th- I don't they, think they, they like do. the por- but, they like the porterweed. All right, which is red. Or the purple. Or the purple. They like the Esperanza, right? Uh, Mexican honeysuckle they like, which is another orange. Yeah. I I think they seem to be more interested in the shape rather than the the, the color. But but they like like those orange uh, lantanas, too. How about the purple antennas? They care about those. <laughs> they, they, they go to purple, but but just looking at watching them uh, here at the nursery, where we've got this uh, example of uh, almost every color of antennas. I'm thinking that the uh, new gold is the most popular. As and as I speak, the giant swallowtail fall, goes down on a lavender. Oh, did it? <laughs> oh, now he's now he's, back no, he's on the yellow. He's, a, oh. he's just saying, I don't care. Just plant these guys. Whatever I, you want. I just want to drive you guys crazy. That's a, yeah, it's like, like the deer. Yeah. The deer that listen to the show, and as soon as you say it's deer resistant, they go out, They go over to Forest's yard and they eat it. Uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866 308 Eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Yeah, uh, 
Another interesting thing, uh, when I was writing that article uh, that's on plantanswers.com, we hadn't talked about it today, said uh, it's called uh, Denial of Droughts Will Not Save the Plant. And I, I, looked, I looked at some of the back things that were published earlier, mm-hmm. when earlier droughts, you know, we say, well, this is called by uh, global warming and all that stuff. Uh, but there's a, the article uh, that was written in, uh, uh, said uh, three years ago in 2006, Oh. In 2006. So that must have been written in 2009. <laughs> we had uh, had a drought, uh, a three-year drought. Results in 2009 of a three-year drought. And, and uh, so you can read about that. And then I've got an art on plantanswer.com. I've got a song by sung by Jeremy and it was entitled Texas Worst Drought in History. Oh, what a lovely song. 2011. That'll bring the room up. 2011. Okay. And then we, of course we have it on now. So well you well you the, mentioned the 2011 the, yesterday and then I think you said 2021 or Yeah. So 2021 which I guess was just well, that was just last year. Yeah. Maybe we don't have that right. <laughs> but uh, when you look at historically, you look at this area, we're on the frigid, fringes of a desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you go out toward uh, West Texas, <laughs> you, notice, you notice that it changes quickly to from a Grasslands, where it originally was, to a desert going toward El Paso, and uh, then of course if you go east, you go into the woodlands. Yeah. So we're kind of right in the middle of everything, but to have this dry weather, these streaks of dry weather and hot weather, uh, is just like a desert. With the exception that in a desert it turns cool at night. Yeah. And here it ain't turning cool. No. It's still in the mid to upper 80s is the coolest I've seen. Oh, yeah, midnight. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I just thought that would be. And all of that is, is, uh, is, 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 uh, talked about on uh, in the topics of the month on plantanswers.com uh, that you can hear that song and uh, also read about uh, denial of trials uh, and th- then I'm wor- working on another column to go in there talking about uh, uh, what to do mm-hmm. now I'm worried that uh, people so many people that have planted shrubs or trees in the last two years are not are not watering and taking care of them, and they're gonna they're gonna die or decline and die. Okay. So uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, the wrap uh, the tree harvest. Tree harvest. Yeah. I got pictures. That you took out in the sun. 
And how long did you lay out in the grass <laughs> after taking the picture? It was 7 o'clock. The sun, <laughs> the sun was going down. It was hot. It was in the 90s, yeah. the high 90s. That's <laughs> But uh, anyway, I got the pictures. That's an important thing. All righty. Cool. That's coming out next week or week after? Yeah, I'll write it next week. Okay, good. And get it put on the web by next next weekend. And um, uh, speaking of two weekends, David Rodriguez is going to be here in two weekends. Yes, sir. Uh, talking about warm warm weather vegetables. And possibly cold weather vegetables if they're available. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then about a month later, he's going to focus all on cold weather vegetables. Yes, so that's going to be good. Well, what's going on, Trace? Uh, just another day in the neighborhood. <laughs> you, you answering questions for people, or what are, what are people getting? Palms. Oh, really? So there's a... Um, we had a lot of death around town uh, two years ago. And the last couple of weeks, people have recently decided they're going to plant a new palm. Okay. Ooh. The big tall ones? or the Some big, some little. Uh, we're trying to steer them towards ones that wouldn't have a problem. Which varieties? Well, so if they want a tall one, we're suggesting sable. S-A-B-L-E? I think so. Okay. Um, so we actually had one of those that was about 13, 14 feet here while it was 6 degrees. Oh, and, really? And the tips got burnt, so that was it. Um, so no problem with the cold whatsoever. Uh, we got in some needle palms, which is uh, very hard to find, and those are extremely cold tolerant. They want a short one that, that doesn't really develop much of a trunk to it. Uh, we got in some Mediterranean fan palms, uh, some single or double trunk, but there's about five or six that I would have to call specimens, where there's like six or seven or big trunks already. Those performed very well. And what else did we get in? Some We finally got some little sagos back in, even oh, though good. It's, it's a non-palm palm. Right. And so, summer's the time to plant those, right? It's, it's a wonderful time to plant. It's also the time to dig them. That's why, yeah, yeah. That's why we just now <laughs> got these Mediterranean fans. And we did get in, uh, normally, sables that are smaller. Oh, that's good. So historically, we've been able to get you know, 8, 10, 12-foot trunked ones. Uh, we actually have some three-foot trunked ones. Oh, great. So we're, we're waiting for them to uh, finish off the, uh, the issue of being dug. So another week or two, most of them will have some new fronds, and those will be available at that time. Now, how do you, <laughs> you know, we talk, talk about water and newly planted trees, deciduous trees uh but how how do you water a newly planted palm you don't really have to water it very much well i don't know do you do y'all recommend water well you have to water uh, yeah it's just a question of how much so when, when these things get dug a lot of the root system stays in the ground yeah uh, but it is a fibrous root system so they rebound very quickly and that's why you do dig them when it's hot because if you damage that root when it's cold then you have issues. Okay. So yeah, Mark Peterson is going to be here next weekend too. That you, you can continue this discussion on uh, palms. So I, I found out an interesting fact after the fact. <laughs> so I tagged a bunch of palms that we were getting dug, and so apparently, if a sable palm is three foot or less, 
all the foliage fries and you have to wait for the new growth to come out. Mm-hmm. If it's above three feet, that doesn't happen. Uh, oh. And I don't understand why. So the ones that we got that were four feet, perfect. Ones that we got for that were like three, three and a half feet, we had, they're all flushing now. But we have to wait for that to happen, and then we'll cut off the the uh, affected affected fr- yeah, fronds. But how are you watering them? They're in containers, obviously. Well, they were bald and burlap. Okay. And so, as we can, we're putting them. We're parking them in the shade, and as we can, we're either containerizing them. Okay. Or we are making the uh, cage for the specimens. Because we don't have pots big enough. Okay. That's how big these are. We don't don't have pots big enough. How often does your staff water them? Uh, Albert does all those. uh, So they look at them every day, but they're probably only watering every second or third day. And and the soil is uh, really well-drained, too. Well, yeah, because the soil that they were grown in is that hard, compact stuff. But we put uh, landscape mix uh, around those root balls so that there is some moisture retention. Remember, Jerry, when when they did the, started redoing the botanical gardens and Paul Cox was uh, over there, and they they had a heck of a time because uh, everybody wanted to water those yeah. those palms more than than they were capable of tolerating. Yeah, you kill them if you over water. Yeah, yeah, you just had to. Yeah, they just had to resist. Nobody, <laughs> I think they designated certain people. That's all that could water them. Nobody else is there you supposed go. to get, do it. They probably sneak over there and try to water. Well, because yeah. they're used to watering other trees. Well, when our gardeners at the uh, uh, the rodeo used to, we do. Uh, what was our what was our plants that we that we had? Uh, well, that in the Mediterranean, the lavender. That, oh yeah, no, oh, that was a that was a kiss a of ter- death. Terrible <laughs> time we had to. We kept getting lavender, and the, every volunteer just overwatered it. <laughs> maybe so lavender. We, we gave doing, it up. Maybe lavender's doing good this year with this drought. In actuality, yes. But if, <laughs> if things are normal, always grow lavender in a pot. That way, it drains good enough. Yeah, yeah. So it's a. Uh, the palms are interesting, really a, a different kind of plant. Mm-hmm. Now, what's happening in my neighborhood, uh, ter- a lot of them got, bit the dust with the cold weather in February, but people were hesitant. You know, they're, they were some of them were huge, and oh, yeah. they've been nursing them along for years and years, <clears throat> and I just would not believe that they're done, <laughs> done for. But I noticed this last brush collection. That they find, they find kind of like you said. They finally realize, yep. hey, it's, it's not, not it's not coming not back. Grow anyway, so. <laughs> well, uh, the, dead, pain, dead is dead, <laughs> and they are a pain to deal with. They're, no, they're heavy, they're heavy and sharp. Yeah, oh. and the, so those trunks are. So a lot of them uh, learn the, learn the, the hard way that it's better just to let the professionals handle those yeah. monsters. I wonder if. Uh, a professional person that removes trees like that. Uh-oh. There he goes. Is that him again? That guy upsets Jerry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, if they charge more 
on a palm than they do on a deciduous tree like an oak. I'll bet they uh, do if they've had some experience. Yeah. Because of the because of the weight and the uh, special <laughs> attention that you yeah. got to give them. I bet you those things are hard to get through a bark grinder. Probably have to oh. grub, gut them, cut them into smaller pieces to grind them. How? Well, yeah. What do you What do you have? I guess maybe. Yeah. They, did they have a, a, a modified forklift <laughs> or something? <laughs> or cut them into small pieces that they can lift. It's hard to, to use a, a chainsaw on them, even. I bet it is. Yeah. Gracious. But anyway, live and learn. What, Trace, what, in your estimation, what, what is the attraction? Is it uh, the feeling of the Mediterranean uh, atmosphere or were well, exotic or? What's that, the palms? Palms. So I'd say a good 60, 70% are all planted around swimming pools. Yeah. They want <laughs> that tropical feel around mm-hmm. their swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a. A lady down lived a uh, family that lived down in Ensenal, and uh, they they had more dollars than they had since. But uh, they they had a beautiful house there, in Ensenal, and it had a beautiful swimming pool in there. And so they wanted a palm by that swimming pool, but it was an enclosed area. So Joe Bradbury to, had to take a uh, forklift, no, not a forklift, a uh, crane that went over the house that they could lift that palm over the house oh, and put man. by that swimming pool. How, how tall a palm was it? It was a big one. Okay. And then you, then the bracing is unbelievable. Oh, it? yeah. Because you don't have much root there. And you got all that concentrated weight. Yeah, what did you have to brace it? Several years, I guess. I think it's two, two years. Yeah. You see them in in older neighborhoods. They were they seem to be big on palms. If you go into Monticello yeah. by Woodlawn, yeah, up one Montevista, up uh, Woodlawn uh, Lake uh, yeah. Drive. How did the palms uh, fare during in the in the, in the uh, Monta Vista area. I don't know. I'll have to go look. I know uh-huh. that uh, I saw stuff uh, like uh, near the library I keep mentioning uh, on uh, Brook Hollow where the palms just died. And they were like <laughs> apartment complexes, but they kept them up there. Yeah. They're, interesting thing, they were good, they're good on roadways because when a car, they don't have a vascular system that goes around and around the, uh, like a deciduous tree. They're, the vascular systems are separate within the trunk of the tree. So when a car decides they want to run into that thing, they don't kill it at all. They may kill the people driving the car because it's like hitting a brick wall. But uh, it doesn't hurt the tree that much because <laughs> it just knocks a piece off it all. I just uh, I reread through some of the poems that, that came in, and this one might ring a bell. It might not. I think this is a Greg Grant poem. Uh-oh. Oh. Um, Nanorops, Richie Nana, something like that. Missouri poem. 
not misery, Mazari. Huh. Does that ring any bell? Supposed to be really cold time. We got five of them. Huh. What's it look like? I mean, is it? A- it looks like a uh, Mexican fan palm, but with uh, more bluish in the fronds. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Is that, uh, nice? is that how you'd pronounce that? Yeah, I'm looking it up actually. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can get y'all a picture. I, take I think that. they most people call it nanorops because they can't do the rest of it. I take it uh, based on the long experience with uh, palms. Milberger's has got uh, the staff that's pretty experienced with the a few people. Yeah. The right. one, the it, one, it makes a big difference if you've got the ones up. that were planted so much in the in the Rio Grande Valley. Well, Washingtonia, weren't they? Yeah. Past tense, yes. I remember that name. But uh, they all froze out. Most of them. Most of them. So that's a Mexican fan palm and California fan palm. Although I've seen some of the Californias came back. I didn't see any Mexican come back. No. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Earth Street at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we encourage you to give us a call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867, 210 You can't hardly remember that, Milton. I know. You never, never give it. I never so. give the number, I know. I, my memory lapses must be catching. <laughs> yeah, that, it could be. That's all the hallucinations. There you the go. Memory loss, the hallucinations. What was the other symptom of uh, of heat stroke, did you? <laughs> Confusion. Uh, uh, yeah. Look at that. Irritability. Uh, Bumble, Bumblebee Central up there in those uh, waterways. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of action there. Yeah. 210 308 8867. So, uh, Sago palms are not palms, they're uh, xylophones. <laughs> what? <laughs> xylophones? What are they called? I know I didn't get that right. They're <laughs> zyg- well, something. Well, we said that the uh, Sago palms were. Psychads. Uh, that's Psychads. Yeah. Psych- okay, I was close. There you go. Xylophones. Psych- <laughs> oh, that's I what thought, you played, Mister. Blow in it. Oh, okay. I thought no, you were cracking you, a joke you, you or trying it. to crack a joke. <laughs> uh, the reason I ask about that uh, uh, fusillade product uh, that you could use in the vegetable garden over vegetables. Uh, and which Trey said that he keeps one bottle of uh, over the top, which is a uh, basically a, it's got a label. Of course, the label is the law uh, for for a fusillade product type. Uh, so you can spray it right over the vegetable garden and not hurt kill Bermuda. It kills grasses, but it doesn't hurt uh, broadleaf things. It's uh, because when people people are starting to water their gardens now, mm-hmm. I saw this uh, Wednesday down at down south of here, and they had started watering. I think they had a pumpkin in there. 
oh, wow. in, in a raised bed. And the pumpkin area was being overtaken by Bermuda. When Bermuda smells water, <laughs> oh. it, it starts growing and jumps in there. And So I said, you need to spray that with a with a fusillade-type product uh, to kill that Bermuda grass and won't kill anything else. If, if you're trying to pull it, uh, if, you, if you're pre-irrigating your uh, vegetable garden and, or, or anything, uh, the Bermuda is going to be in there. It's going to get in there and really overtake it. It's amazing it'll even get in your... Uh Race uh, in your containers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah all it takes is a little piece of, of Bermuda grass uh, foliage, and oh yeah, it'll get going. You can mow if you mow, use your lawnmower around it. It'll throw those uh, your sprig the container. But uh, what was that product, Terry? Do you remember the product that uh, it, it was a, a fusillade based? Uh, we used it, uh, uh, Rob and I you used it for some projects. Oh, I know there were, there were for our, um, butterfly gardens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, do you remember the name of that, uh, product that used the fusillator? It was a, a pre-mix kind of thing. There was a, po- it's co- it was sold as post and, uh. Uh, uh, there was another name for it, the, the one well, that I was... Grass Be Gone. And now there was a... You know, it's long with that mother-in-law be gone. No, maybe yeah. if uh, maybe it's Rob is... <laughs> You're shopping at a whole different yeah. type of feed store. That's not the MSMA, is it? No. That's, no, that's the MSMA will that got rid kill of everything but Bermuda. Oh, okay. That's how you that's kill... The, the golf courses and everything okay. weed their Bermuda with MSMA, which you can't get anymore. But I mean, I, I, that, that was a uh, easy material to use. Yeah. And in fact, and a real effective. But I, I can't remember the uh, name of it. But, uh, but post is good. Yeah. Fusillade. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of a lot of uh, uh, classroom gardens have been lost to Bermuda grass after they come back from vacation. Mm. They've been overtaken by Bermuda grass. And they try to dig it out, which well, and you know, happen. they uh, was also always a uh, real uh, ar- an argument. Maybe he's not uh, tried to be real persuasive about spraying spraying the Bermuda grass, but the, a lot of the teachers were hesitant to spray, yeah. to spray herbicides or pesticides of any kind, even when they were. Just, and they were going to control the uh, Bermuda grass after that. <laughs> let, let, it get, let them get a few uh, blisters on their hands. Now we, they'll, we had they'll, a few. Fall a back. Few, we had a few gardens and gardeners, uh, mostly it was with the, uh, uh, the janitors in school that uh, were able to plant uh, the southern peas. Yeah. And then they, they, you know, we'd still have a little bit of uh, Bermuda grass in there, but that. That generally was almost as aggressive as Bermuda grass, so, <laughs> so you had a lot, a lot easier time t- transferring back into uh, vegetative pr- production, yeah. vegetable production. But the interesting thing about uh, fuselage 
which, uh, like I said, is is not uh, it's not on the labels of these other fusillade type containing plant uh, chemicals, is because they don't want to get a clearance or a permission to use it on vegetable crops. It costs so much money to do that, do the test. Even though fusillade was first put on the market to uh, get uh, Johnson grass and Bermuda grass out of watermelon. Really works well on uh, Johnson grass. It's amazing. Yeah, as big, as aggressive, and as fast <laughs> as that stuff grows, you get the, all you got to do is kind of show the label there, and it, it retreats. <laughs> but if you're if you're watering, you grow pre-irrigating your wa- uh, garden to get rid of uh, uh, to get ready for cold crops, broccoli, cauliflower, whatever, uh, and the Bermuda grass jumps in there. I was already in there, and you start watering, it's going to get big. So I would recommend as soon as possible, while you, when you get some new growth out there, put, uh, well, you can, you can use Roundup or glyphosate before you plant the vegetable. But if you've already planted some and the Bermuda is, is uh, surrounding it and over taking it, uh, you can use that over-the-top fusillade yeah. product. Now, it's slower. It's slower than uh, Roundup. But, not, uh, unfortunately, some some folks have gotten real uncomfortable with glyphosate. So, yeah. So um, if you're more comfortable with the uh, yeah. turf grass control chemicals, that, that they do work, but just like Jerry says, they're they're slower. A listener uh, texted me, Fusillade, Grass Be Gone, Post, and Oust. Oust, I don't know. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of that one. Oust? O-U-S-T? O-U-S-T, Oust. Oust is, uh, you know, like, remove. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't, I want to say Vantage, but it was a name, something like that. I'll text the listener. I think Vantage is a name for it. Is yeah. it? Yeah, that All was... Right. Or, or if Rob calls, well, surely he'll remember. Oh, Rob He's will? almost as young as uh, Milton. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Neil Ferris uh, got uh, talked about the lace bug problem on the lantanas that we talked about a while ago. Uh, it's got a question, how can I keep my lantanas blooming clear up until the frost? In past years, they have faded away by the middle of the September. And... Uh, Neil writes answers back. He says, I've grown lantanas for 50 years. 50 years. My experience has been that when they run out of steam, it's frequently because lace bugs have sucked the chlorophyll, which is the energy source, uh, right out of their, uh, their leaves. If your plants turn tan and listless, <laughs> 
You, you know plants were listless? I did not. Nothing worse than a listless plant. I know. Look at the backs of the leaves. If you see small black specks, those are the excrement. Can you believe Jim Bill, he put that in the paper? He used the word excrement. He used the word excrement. Yeah. When was it? Yeah, maybe he says in it. But was it? Was it? Uh, generally, we we used to recommend that uh, if you had uh, experience with lace bugs most years, May May was it May when you would spray to get ahead yeah, of them? Yeah, they'll come 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 around in May. Yeah, and if you if you sprayed in May, you kind of intercepted them. I think. Maybe. Yeah. It says uh, apply a systemic insecticide spray to both tops and bottoms of the leaves, and apply an all nitrogen fertilizer to promote a burst of new growth. You may even want to do a light overall trimming of the plants, again to promote vigorous growth. Uh, that's that's always recommended. To do, trim that, trim that uh, slow growth off. But uh, generally, the, the like the landanas that we sell over here, if they're not blooming in this kind of weather, you got a problem. You got lace bug. Well, and that's that's why that uh, that may spray. Well, what is the systemic now that we would use? We've had some changes in our. Availability. Um, I think he's talking about the same ones uh, that they put around the uh, crepe myrtles. Okay, because uh, well, I was trying to remember what we taken up what into we the, uh, used to spray, but uh, even even uh, even if you don't use a systemic, you you can get by on uh, malathion. Malathion, but. Uh, Systemic would be, be better, I would think. Yeah, because uh, the little devils are under the leaves and all over the place, and uh, they're, they're like he says, they brown the. <laughs> you, they look like spider mites. Yeah, it's just it looks like spider mites. And uh, the mechanism is pretty much the same. Yeah. All uh, right. Oh, go are, ahead. Are we in a breaking? Yeah, we're going to break it for Let's take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. When we come back, I'll tell you about deck and patio care right after this on 930 AM. The answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, uh, again, it's going to be uh, deck and patio uh, weather pretty soon. As it cools down, and if that uh, deck isn't looking as good as you want it to, maybe you remember how great it looked when you first uh, got to it, uh, and you sit out there and it looked rich and colorful. Well, you know what? If it doesn't look like that now, it can look new again, and Barry Hagendorf can help you with that. Barry's been doing this since 1986 and consider is considered an, an expert uh, nationwide in staining and sealing and. So if you want to keep it looking great or you want it to look great again, you call Barry at Deck and Patio Care, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. And the proof is in the picture. When you go to deckandpatiocare.com, you can see, looking at the projects on there, look at the project gallery. In fact, on the, uh, the, the first page there, when you get to when your website opens up, 
you'll uh, see an example of a deck that they've done. And, yep, it does. Looks new again. So uh, 210-822-9147 or deckandpatiocare.com. Rob is on the line. It's ah. 308-8867. You think it's our Rob? I, I hope so. Yeah. Hey. I'm, I'm hey. wondering because I was just getting in my truck, and all of a sudden I could hear you all say, well, maybe Rob will know, and he'll call. So I'm wondering what I'm getting myself into. Well, Rob, I was trying to – do you remember the – Project. I think we were were dealing with uh, butterfly gardens, donated butterfly gardens for fundraising for various nonprofit good causes. Yeah. What? And we we got we got uh, David arranged along with us to get some uh, equipment donated and some uh, herbicide grass killer herbicide. Do you remember what that stuff was called? Well, we were using a little bit of uh, post and fusilod too, and then we got some Ornamex too. Ornamex makes a good one. Ornamex, that's that's what it was. Yeah. Ornamex, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 for some reason, I remember that as being easy to work with and uh, effective, but I just couldn't remember the name. Appreciate we were basically it. Just basically just trying to work on the Bermuda and nothing else. And um, was it labeled? Was it labeled for anything other than, uh, uh, or was it perennials and shrub borders and things like that and lawns? You, you, you could use it um, on Bermuda and grasses. It did list certain grasses you did not want to use it around, but not too many of them are around here anyway. So, uh, but it was right now. You can't do any spraying because. If the plants won't take it up, it won't do any good. It's too high. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe Jer- Jer- Jerry has brought it to reminded us that uh, e- even with this heat, all you got to do is uh, turn the water on about twice, and the Bermuda grass will be moving into the vegetable garden <laughs> take, yeah. to take advantage of it. Well, that's why I've always said if you want a nice Bermuda lawn, plant, a, plant yourself a vegetable garden for one season, <laughs> and you'll have a beautiful Bermuda lawn in, in about a season. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, do you remember which of the products are labeled for uh, use in vegetable gardens? Any of the grass killer? Do you remember that? They will say on the label. Yeah. Or they but, will say. But do you don't remember. Use. You don't remember it, do you? I think Ornamex was one of them. And, that, uh, yeah, that may post, have been. That post, may be true. Yeah, All right. Post, what else what is they, new and exciting? Post was the original one, which was used a lot because that was for use in the watermelon fields and and places like that. Anyway, so yeah, and fruit. So, are you familiar with oust? Yes, that's another one, and it's okay. It's a use a lot based, basically. So, all right. See, that Rob yeah. knows his stuff. That's right. I know it's hot. Okay, so are you staying in the garden or out of the garden? I've been smart, more smart about it. By hot o'clock, one o'clock ish, I'm out of it. I'm on the patio now, but I'm calling it quits. Only okay. Because I was helping the cousin do something in the shade, so uh, it's <laughs> I'm not handling it like I used to. <laughs> I'm a wimp. So <laughs> we understand, yep. Rob. When I see those cattle start heading underneath the oak trees and the mesquite trees, I know it's time for me to do the same. <laughs> so. Yep. Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks, out. Rob. We'll All talk right. to you again. All right. 210-308-8867. I wonder if they have a question. They have a trash bag full of plants. 
Um, but I don't know. They're not. They're not coming near us. Uh, that may be a good thing. That may be. It didn't look good. Or, Ornamec was the that that. Is that what? It, yeah. That was the name of the product. That's what he said. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Thank you, Rob. Pat's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Pat. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today, Pat? Uh, doing well, and I'm on a headset. Can you hear me well? Yeah, you yeah. sound fine. Yeah, sounds good. Good. Uh, I don't have any planted out here, and I am in a, um, a more rural development. And of course, we're overrun with deer. Not on, I'm not unlike out there at Hollywood Park. So the two questions are simple. Number one, are they uh, deer resistant? And number two, what about the cold? Um, is it a case where I'd have to keep them in a pot and bring them into the garage when it gets cold, or can they handle a mild frost? They're, they're co- they are not very cold sensitive. I mean, they're not very cold resistant. Tolerant. Yeah, they 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 will freeze. That that's always the running battle. Whether folks always want to plant them against their fence and things, but they don't. They work in Mexico. Or in the Caribbean, uh, planted that way. South Africa, also everywhere, they're planted, but uh, not not here. Now we've got a few that, because of a microclimate, you know, kind of in a courtyard and things where they where they managed to. Yeah, King William. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some in our neighborhoods, and really until the and they're in the ground, and until we got the big freeze and the February freeze, they were they were doing fine, but they had not come back. What was the other question? Um, uh, deer 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 well, yeah. I'm sorry? The deer. Oh, the, the, deer, oh, the deer resistant. Them. Absolutely. Deer, deer eat like them. them. Yeah, okay. deer eat them. Did, um, oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. <Oops>. Okay. <laughs> All righty. You want a, you want a, do you have a question? You want a vine that the deer won't eat? I do, yeah. That would be great. One that has so, flowers and the deer don't eat. There you go. It's uh, called yeah. butterfly vine. And oh, the, the reason, butterfly vine. Yeah, and the reason they call okay. it butterfly vine is the seed pod that it yeah. produces looks just like a little miniature butterfly. Um, well, and actually, I do have one more question. I'll be very brief. I have a uh, uh, out on the deck. I have a, a, a planter hanging from the rail. And I've already filled it with soil, et cetera. And I'm actually heading over to Millburgers in about an hour. And I just want to put something out there uh, that would be um, nectar for uh, humming, uh, hummingbirds and uh, butterflies. So any, any uh, suggestions on plants for a, um, uh, a pot that's uh, that you want on a, the deck? You right? want a vine in it? No, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. Okay. I was just looking for one. What, and did he say? I, I don't remember how much sun or anything. Oh, it says it doesn't get full sun all day, but it gets. I'd say it certainly gets four, four to five hours of afternoon sun. So it gets. And we don't need to worry about sun. the deer. Oh, I forgot no, about the deer. Eight, uh, eight feet above ground. The deck is an elevated deck because of the slope. Oh, okay. Of that. Is there any way that a deer can come up to the deck? No. Walk up there. No. No. No, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll come in the garage, they'll come on the porch. <laughs> they'll take yeah. your car. you got to be careful. Don't leave your car unlocked yeah. in those deer neighborhoods. Don't leave the keys there. 
Nuh-uh, do not. Well, why don't you put? Why don't you put some colorful vinca, uh, vinca, per, uh, periwinkle? Per, yeah, the vinca cora periwinkle. Yeah, vinca. cora periwinkle. And they'll they'll uh, bloom their brains out all the way to Christmas till. Uh, Okay. The first hard for Yeah, me. you can't miss them. If you come to the nursery, you can't miss them. They're, yeah, good. they're right in the I center. They look great. They, they attract butterflies and hummingbirds? Yeah, you wanted something for butterflies. Not hummingbirds, but butterflies, they do. So uh, based on I, that, in a container, Calvin, um, four or five hours of sun. <laughs> Vinka. Our friends. Anything uh, else? Porter weed. Partner, no. we can do can do it with that four to five hours of sun. Oh, he could do the maybe do like the vinca on the side and the porter weed in the middle. Oh gosh, yeah. That's, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. We're it's designing a, it for you right here, Pat. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I like. And that. even even uh, uh-huh. even a lan- the lantanas will do that if you got five hours of afternoon sun. Yeah. So you um, got you got lots uh, of choices. Yeah, good. And only about oh gosh, what is it? Uh, about a eight eight nine inch wide. And it's uh, eight feet long, but eight or nine inches wide, and so and only about I don't know maybe ten inches deep. So the uh, the lantana, uh, you know, that would be they, one lantana would probably uh, fill that thing pretty good. Yeah, especially um, anyway. new gold or lavender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Porter weed sounds great. Vinca sounds great, and I'll be over there later today. So I appreciate okay. it. Thank you very much. Right. Cool. Thank you, Pat. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. What else you got over there? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was talking about me and, the, no, uh, no. and our pet rat. I was looking at the Relia yeah. dwarf Mexican petunia that he might be interested oh. in using. He's talking about perfectly. Yeah. And do and well in that shade that's talking about. Yeah, and that five five hours of sun. <laughs> yeah. That'd be plenty for it. So you might want to take a look at that. Uh, we had a bunch of pinks left, but I, all I see is blue. Uh, you're lucky you see blues. We've got Maybe a little we got a little predator not. here. Man. Oh jeez. <laughs> Maybe the pink is out of bloom. Yeah, maybe so. Anyway, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Across Sandra, we haven't talked too much about them today. They're looking great, but you can still you can see holes. Yesterday there were no holes in the inventory, <laughs> and today there are. Um, yeah, that, that plant, I don't think, is... On the market quite a bit. No, I, I don't think. I think Trace is the only one that I think <laughs> gets on me. But they, they, people love them. They have been uh, really a spectacular blooming over there, and I assume they uh, bloom in the hot weather if you keep them watered more. Ours, ours did really well for a long time, and then uh, I think it just got beat up by the heat. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. I think or lack of water because it was in a container. Yeah, yeah. In in containers, I, I I think until this weather breaks a little bit, you're going to have to use what Calvin and I were talking about. And did you like Trace's idea of uh, watering it till you don't see the bubbles anymore? What? 
and it can with if you keep the water on the bottom, like we're talking about, yeah, with a, a saucer, with a saucer, uh, any any areas that you miss with the water from the top will be uptaken from the bottom. A lot of people uh, only water their plants from the bottom. We talked about. Uh, African violence yesterday, yeah. where, they, where they put a little string out there. <laughs> like I said, and that's I, the way they recommend you do them, right? Yeah, yeah. Almost all African violent people do that. Are there any other plants that you wick up like that? Yeah, well. Hey, you uh, mentioned, you said two. You mentioned. Poinsettia. Oh, poinsettia, yeah. Uh, and that was so you wanted once, once a week, you know, we talk about using ice cubes, and then we're talking about once a week. Uh, take off the pot cover and put them about uh, two, about an inch or so, the pot, an inch or so in a sink of water, full sink of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- and that that waters them from the bottom and doesn't bother the leaves and everything. So uh, a lot of people water plants from the bottom to avoid yeah. leaf damage. Generally, if they do water from the bottom, you can have a heavier soil. Yeah, well, that's true. Because it has to be able to to pull it up with it, you know, when you got a really well-drained soil. In fact, sometimes you buy a plant from the nursery and then you change out the soil depending on uh, what kind of watering system you're going to use. And Calvin's... uh Wife uh, explained that to him, I think, a couple oh, okay. of times. Yeah. Then he uh, finally got is it. Is that the same as ignoring uh. me when I told her? <laughs> All right, guys, we have run out of time. Oh. It's true. Okay. So we're going to take a break for an entire week and come back next Saturday. We'll be yeah. back here at Millburgers. You know, for heat stroke, that's what we need to do. Take a break? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a break. On behalf of the docs, thanks to uh, Chris for doing a great job. And thanks, of course, to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. Don't forget, find out more about what's going on at MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.